This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by... Video Games Monthly. Video Games Monthly is a monthly subscription service that delivers retro video games right to your door. VGM is a must for gamers who own classic gaming systems from the 80s to the 2000s. VGM offers 3, 4, and even 10 game subscriptions for the NES, SNES, Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, and now both Game Boy and Game Boy Color. And best of all, you keep the games. Every month, they send out a variety of well-known retro favorites and the unique ones to make sure you consistently get a well-rounded gaming experience. Take a look at their website at www.videogamesmonthly.com to sign up for a monthly variety of retro video games. And remember to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and I got my co-captain on this wild ride, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Of course, we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Every episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the patented Deuce salute. Yes, sir. There Good we go, times. sir. There Good we go. Times. Rock and rolling. Of course, Deuce, we are a twice-weekly podcast that drops on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. And Deuce, I wanted to start off by just saying... Stitcher, iTunes, we we love you guys. If you do listen to us on those podcasting choices, please uh, give us a review. Yes, please. We could use. We, we'd love some reviews, five stars if you love us. Uh, if you, you know, feedback is always welcome too. Yeah. So we have friends that give us feedback from time to time as well. So we really appreciate that. So just we know SoundCloud is our main hosting, yeah. but go on Stitcher, go on iTunes, give us a five star review if you love us. Yeah. Give us some comments, some feedback. We love it. We love to hear it from you guys. And same thing, what no matter what. Uh, service you're using to listen to us give us a feedback because also on soundcloud there's a little heart button you can hit if you like it yep there's also a repost button uh make sure you guys use that too because all that stuff spreads the love it gets our name out there it gets oh, the yeah. word out there and it sure. builds the happy hour army or the happy hour heroes i don't know we're working on fan names right now we haven't gotten a good one so if you've got a good one send it to show at gmail.com in the subject line put put a fan name and uh maybe we'll have to give out some sort of prize if we get a good name so, uh, but yeah, definitely because we're, we're we're working on on fan names because I haven't found one that I I like just yet. Yeah, and also we've been doing the let's play from the Super Mario Maker with with our third member Brandy Womack, and definitely give us a like on that. Subscribe to us, and um, you know we'll be having multiple parts coming. I think we got four parts that we're gonna be unlaunching. Uh, for the Super Mario Maker Let's Play, and they're also gonna be doing a Twitch stream. I see all those emails. People are sending us emails, Deuce. Yeah, and they're hey, we want us to, levels. Yeah. They're like, I, I wanted to play. We want we want you to check our level out. So we're gonna be doing a Twitch stream. Um, this this ep- this episode will be coming out uh, on Friday, uh, October second. So yep. just the we actually know in advance. Sometimes we know when the episode is gonna yeah. drop. We know this episode is gonna drop uh, October second. And also just a heads up. Yeah. We are having this is a two part episode. We're gonna yeah. be talking about our main topic, which we'll talk about in a minute. But we're gonna go into our secondary topic because we were at Star Wars on the lawn. We were, so we definitely got some really cool stuff to, for you to hear about that. Uh, we talked about Halloween Horror Nights. There's some good stuff. So this is gonna be a, a definitely a cornucopia episode. It's gonna be a popery, but it's gonna be a 
patio. Yeah, it's gonna. But it's gonna, the nice thing is it's gonna feature both of us because I was yeah. actually at the event this time, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, that that so. that doesn't happen no. very often. So you'll you'll hear the the studio version for the first half of the podcast, and the second half will be more live, raw, real radio, but from both yeah. of us. So, yeah. and uh, just we're kind of getting all of our plugs in here. I also want to give a big shout out to uh, Sean Sardinsky. Yep. Um, Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi Barto. Barto. Very excited. Uh, the Star Wars movie, The Lawn, awesome. You'll hear you'll hear a little bit of what's going on in the second part, but uh, definitely going to come out to Barto for these events. These mm-hmm. are awesome. Sound quality is fantastic. The movie looked great. Uh, oh yeah, the movie was stellar, and yeah. on that big two story wall. Yeah, I can't. I don't think I've ever seen Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. on that big a screen before, so it was awesome. It was awesome. And also, uh, big shout out Free Play Florida. Yes, Brian Jones from Free, Free Play Florida. Uh, awesome, Brandon and um, JB Designs, uh, Josh Bauer. So all these, all these people that have been like supporting us and been our friends and Ignition Inc. Ignition Inc. for that and look out for that in January. Of course, uh, Free Play Florida that'll be happening um, in, November. in November. And then and of Lakeland course, Zombie Lakeland Fest. Zombie Fest. There, as you heard, they're one of our sponsors. Um, and uh, really cool guys, Humberto and Andrew and and Minnie and everyone that works mm-hmm. for that crew. Definitely yep, check Andrew. them out. And uh, it's really great. So we just we want to just give you guys all big love from the beginning of the episode because we wouldn't be doing this, you know, without your support. No, so we really sponsors, appreciate that. We couldn't that. do this, and we also couldn't do it without the fans. So we thank you guys too. So definitely check it out. And uh, Deuce, yeah, man, you got to play a little beta. Yeah, actually, one of your good friends over at IGN was the one who sent me the beta code. Nice, so nice. That was really really cool. So thanks, IGN. Yeah, thank you, IGN. The Imagine Games Network, <laughs> as that's what they like to joke, is not yeah. really what it is, but yeah, uh, IGN's really cool. I got a few friends over there at IGN, and uh, they're they're cool peeps. You know what I mean? They they're just like you and I, dudes. They, yeah, they love video games. They do, and they, and they, they do, do it for a business. They yeah. they love to write and talk about it. We're we're more we're more personalities. You know, we're we're yeah. like that's kind of like our our kind of shtick, our shtick or whatever. Like that's what we do. We're kind of like the the personality, so to speak, the people, the hosts, if you will, yeah. and. Uh, but yeah, I, we might have a few of them on our show in the future. And I so hope so. We're I looking so. forward to it. So, but yeah, you played uh, the beta. I did. Um, this is gonna kind of be. And what's the official title for that game? The official title is Rainbow Six Siege. Is now, the official title. Let's preface this real quick. We saw the footage at E3. This is a Ubisoft we did. game. We did. Yep. Um, what did you think of that? Just for those that haven't seen the uh, E3 footage. I like the footage just because of the fact that I like tactical shooters. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'm hardcore Call of Duty. Get it every year. Uh, I, you can put me in the dude bra gamer. Yeah. But I really, really liked Call of Duty as a series because I like the books. I like Tom Clancy, um, which if our younger listeners have never heard of him, look him up. He had some amazing books. Yeah, they actually uh, Ubisoft. Movies. He actually sold his name his name to Ubisoft. Ubisoft, so Ubisoft actually and has he the, was the director on a lot of the games up was. until his passing. Yep. So, um, you know that's a that's a, a big lineage and a big shoes to fill. Sure. Um, but I love those games and I like tactical shooters because it's not you're not jumping around, you're not doing stupid stuff. You got to think. You really got to you know put your big boy pants on and like use your brain. Um, and I like the footage and the whole, okay, it's going to be kind of a, a, a terrorist hunt. It's going to be a find the bomb scenario. Um, that I really, really enjoyed watching. It, it felt different. It wasn't like your typical you know, team deathmatch kind of deal, no. which I really appreciate. And it's not. No. It's not that at all. So how, so now that we kind of gave everyone kind of the basic premise of the game, how did the beta go for you? Like, how did they set up? How did it start? You had like a one okay. map or how did it work? 
the way it worked is like this. You would start the game, and you would go in a room, and there'd be five of you on a team. Um, you got, I want to say they gave you three maps, and there was two different game modes. There was the bomb, where you go and you find the bomb, and you defuse it. Or if you're, you know, the defender, you defend it. Um, and then they had one called, basically it was domination. There was like an area that you had to kind of secure and like stay on top of. I will say this, I never, in my rotation, and I pay, played a lot of games, uh, I didn't ever get the domination one. I always got the bomb. So I don't know if they even put that in there. They might have only put the bomb one in there. Okay. And so how easy was it? I know it's a beta, but how easy was it for matchmaking? Oh, God. It, it it was a shit show. I saw it hurt. A teetotal shit show. Yeah. Um, the first day I tried to play it, it was a Saturday. I spent most of the morning just trying to get in games. And then finally I found a group of guys playing that had mics, and they seemed pretty cool. And we decided to make a squad, which I will say this. Once they fix it, this squad thing's going to be awesome because you don't have to go out of the game to get your squad together. You can squad up in the game and, like, get all in the same chat and all that, and it's super easy, which I like. So I don't have to hit the PlayStation button, back out, start a party. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that can be a giant pain in the tuchus. Um, So that sucked, and I'm not going to lie. Like, that first morning, we probably played for four hours. I think we played five games total. So I mean, wow, that's yeah. all. And a game isn't long. A game's probably only 15, 20 minutes. So, oh wow, okay. So yeah, so literally out of four hours of play, we maybe got, and, and I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. We got an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes in out of five hours. So, wow. well, um, the last I'm looking at some notes here. The last Tom Clancy's uh, Rambo Six that I played was on the PS3. It was uh, Vegas, Vegas, yeah. and Vegas too. Yeah. So uh, the the for me the I didn't play Vegas two but I played Vegas, Vegas 2 and was awesome. uh, yeah I heard Vegas two is great yeah but I I like the fact that they these games kind of approach it at a different level like uh, even the single player now you said you don't like this but me as a sing- mainly a single player guy I like the fact that you can upgrade and it carries over to your to your multiplayer mm-hmm. which is really cool I like I that. love that. oh you like that okay that was my favorite yeah. thing about I love Vegas two yeah. because it was like I had a reason to play the single exactly. player it gave because you, it, I was yeah. getting points that carried over to multiplayer. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. Um, and it kind of get your feet wet, and you kind of got to see, like, all right, this is what the world's going to be like. This is the kind of the way the combat's going to feel like. And this is how the hitboxes exactly. are going to work. And also you could play with weapons because it was like, oh, I don't know if I want to spend the points on that weapon. I could try it in the single player, and then I, there was no penalty. Yeah. You know, so that was always cool. And I loved him. I'll tell you what, my brother's a sheriff's officer, and me and him played him all the time because he would he would teach me sh- sheriff's office tactics through the game. He's like, this is how you clear a room, and this is how you do this, and this is how you do that. So seeing it from somebody that does this for a job was really, really well, cool. Well, this kind of equates to me for the first expansion pack that happened with uh, Rainbow Six Vegas, the first Vegas game. Uh, Xbox Live stole the show. Like when I, I didn't have the Xbox Live version, um, I only had PS3. But Xbox Live was like ahead of the curve when oh, it yeah. comes to that stuff. And it was actually the first. They had two new game modes. The first one was assassination mode, where one team had to protect like a VIP, quote unquote, uh, armed with a pistol, and the other team needed to assassinate him. So I thought that was a really interesting kind of like yeah. different, like a flip it on its head kind of deal because. Yeah. There's a lot of strategy involved with that. Oh, yeah, especially yeah. because, like, if you got in a room and the VIP was some dumbass and just started running off, yeah. you're like, oh, crap, i got to yeah. go chase him down because yeah. all he's got is a pistol. So, 
And also the other uh, mode that they introduced in uh, Rainbow Six Vegas was the conquest mode, which is like a, a caption hold style, yeah. where the you know the team has to hold as many strategic points uh, for as long as possible. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. That you kind of the expansion packs were great. So that's why I kind of trust what Ubisoft's going to do with future DLC and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the only negative I would say from what I've been reading online was this game is not very big. Like there's only going to be like ten maps total. Yeah. I'm cool with that, actually. Um, the reason being is this. But for $60, just for 10 maps? I'm cool with that, too. Okay. If it works. No uh, single-player campaign, either. Yeah. That's confirmed. Well, I figured that that wasn't going to happen. Like, and I would almost like to prefer to have, like, some like a single-player version where you could play with bots or something. Like, I would have, like... Well, there kind of is. Um, there was a mode called Terrace Mode, or Terrace Hunt, excuse me. Okay. And you could do that with your buddies, and it was kind of like a single-player. Basically, they drop you in one of the maps... And there would be just a metric ton of dudes in there. But there were guys that aren't in multiplayer. Like, they had some that were, like, suicide bombers. And you had some that were engineers and some that were snipers. And you basically had to take them all down and get through, clear the building, basically. Uh, and that was cool. And you could do that by yourself. Like, when I was having so many problems getting games to start, I said, screw it. I'll go do Terrace Hunt. Because when you're doing Terrace Hunt, you get what's called Renown which is your points where you buy different um, players to play with because that was another thing that's interesting about it. You don't really buy weapons. You buy characters, and each of the characters have different weapons. Now, when you unlock a character, they'll have a couple choices. Uh, like, they might have two or three main weapons, two sidearms, two gadgets, and then you can upgrade those once you unlock the guy. But the one you start out with, he's just called the Recruit, and he's just like a generic-looking soldier dude. Yeah. And you only get, like, three or four weapons choices. And to be honest, I never upgraded him. You might be able to re upgrade the Recruit stuff. I just never messed with it. I waited until I unlocked the actual, they're called Operatives. And then when you did that, it was cool because each one of them kind of had a special, a special thing. Like, each one did something special. Like, one was called Doc. And he had this gun, and if he shot you with the gun, you'd get back up. So, like, say somebody busts in the room, they shot you. I can see you from across the room. You're down. I shoot you with a gun. You'll get back up, and then you can shoot, which was really cool. Now, you you said you only got to play about five or six matches since the beta started. Are you, We have uh, some breaking news? Yeah, we do have some breaking news. So, this happened last night because I was trying to polish off my notes for tonight and play some games. As soon as I logged in, it said Double Renown Weekend. And I was like, okay, well, the weekend just passed because it was supposed to end tonight. Yeah, like on Thursday night. And then I went and I read it, and they're kicking it out all the way until Sunday at midnight. Now, Wow. Yeah. That's really good. So, yeah. And I think a lot of it is an apology to everybody the like me and that stuff. played because yeah. the servers were down. And two, here's the thing. With an online-only game, you got to lock them servers down. Because you have to. If not, you can't play it. Like, if I get at home and the servers are shit show day one and I spent 60 bucks, I'm Twitter raging. Well, like, yeah, it's not I like will blow you up on Twitter. Well, it's so. not like there's a single-player campaign, so no. you can't – you're literally like, I paid 60 bucks to just sit and wait. You know, like, there's nothing there. Exactly, and that's the problem. So I think that they really are working on that, which kudos to you, Ubisoft. It was a good move. Also, I think it's really good because with the double renowned, you'll be able to level up faster so you can unlock more of the operatives because that was a problem I was running into. Like, sometimes when you finish a match, they wouldn't give you your points. 
so you wouldn't get your renown. So it's like, oh my god, I just spent thirty minutes trying to, um, you know, win this match. I won the match, and then I didn't get my money. You know, I didn't get my yeah. renown. And I'm like, ah, oh, crap. And the other thing too is, it's not cheap to unlock the operatives. And you can only have one of each type of operative. So if I go in and I go to get, let's say I go to get Rook or I go to get Breach, if one of the other teammates already took them, I can't take them. And if that's the only operative I've got unlocked, then I've got to go with the operative who sucks. So <laughs> it's like yeah. you got to be quick draw McGraw on getting your guy. That or you've got to have two or three options. And if you don't have a bunch of renown to buy them, then you're kind of up the creek. Now, are you as this game? You gonna play some more, obviously. Because yeah, you I'm have play extended. This I'm for actually sure. gonna play some as well because yeah. I wasn't as enthused about the the Call of Duty um, yeah. beta, beta that we played. And I'm and people that know me know I'm not a huge online. It's not guy. really your bag. It wasn't until yeah. Destiny. Destiny was like the first game that got me really back online to playing, and we played for a solid six months. Yeah, and then we just dropped off. Yeah, because they started a drop in the DLC, and I had bought the Legendary, so I got the DLC for free, but they were going to charge you like 20 or 25 bucks, and you're like, bro, I ain't dropping 25 bucks on this. And I didn't blame you. I'm like, dude, yeah. I wouldn't either. And that's why I haven't been playing, and that's the reason why I'm kind of... Everybody says Destiny right now is the best it's ever been. Yeah, a it, lot of people are playing, dude. Millions of people are yeah, playing a day. And, and it's like, if I go and get a hard copy, it's 60 bucks. If I get the digital copy, it's like 40 um, for the 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 lich not lich king taking the, the taking king, king. Sorry. yeah world of warcraft uh yeah taking king now if you are but it's our if you already own the dlc then it's and then that's how you get the reduced rate it's only yeah, 40 if you, bucks it, like me you I, already own it's I've only 40 bucks all the for DLC, you so for me it's 40 bucks but for, for someone you, like you me, don't have it it'd be or 60. if you never bought the first destiny you right. buy the taking king for 60 bucks you get everything everything yeah. which it, it's kind of the world of warcraft model it is yeah me it's like if you don't have it, buy this one, and we'll give you all the extras, like, dirt cheap. Or if you've got it. Maybe pay. that's why I said Wrath of the Lich King earlier. It's like yeah. a Freudian slip because yeah. I was thinking There's the same thing about the – There's a lot of World of Warcraft, like, analogies Well, because, I mean, it. it's an MMO. And, and it's nothing to knock Destiny because, like, there was no real reason why we stopped playing. Like yeah, it's it was just a, I didn't have time. Like it was a it, I was getting to it's the grind, point it was a grind yeah. and I'm like, dude, I don't want to grind. Like yeah. I want to go play something. It's where still, I mean, it's a technically sound shooter. It feels it's great to play. The music's great. Yeah, it feels great to play. And the fact that they're gonna have that we haven't really talked about this on the show, they're gonna take all Peter Dinklage away. He's he's gonna oh, be he's erased gone. from history. And uh, Nolan North I almost said Peter North. <laughs> oh, Nolan North's gonna come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, excuse me. Uh, sorry, bad joke. Not everyone's gonna get that joke. Um, he, uh, Nolan North's gonna come in. The guy who did Drake and all that. He's yeah. he's gonna voice. Uh, they're gonna redo everything. Well, they already did on the Taken King. Peter Dinklage is gone. Like yeah, if, if yeah. you buy P Taken King, install it. All Peter Dinklage is gone, and all of Peter North. Did I get it right? No, 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 no. that's the porn star. Okay. Uh, um, Nolan, Nolan North, North. Yeah. Nolan North. Drake yeah. Yeah. is the one who, yeah. not Drake like the rapper. Yeah. Drake. <laughs> yeah, we're Drake. totally screwing yeah. this up, dude. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But uh, yeah, it's just as our pop pop culture knowledge here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear what the old, because he's supposed to re record over everything. Yeah, he so did. I'm curious already, to kind of hear what the, like, go back and play go the to game. Kotaku. Kotaku's actually got a breakdown, and it shows, like, Kotaku's no. been a pretty good supporter yeah. of Destiny since day one. Like yeah. they, they have really great videos and articles about, you know, Destiny and whatnot. Yeah. I'll so cut let's that reel out. it back in a little bit because I know we kind of were going on a Destiny tangent. Uh, but to get back to Rainbow Six, it is still like 
let's let's hit the bad news first. The bad news is the servers suck right now, and getting in a match sucks. Okay. But they're working on that, and I really think they're going to fix it. The game itself is fabulous. Um, when you get in the game, what I love is you've got two sides. You've got the attackers, you've got the defenders. When you start, if you're an attacker, you get like a little drone, and you have to drive the drone into the building and look for um, the bomb or look for the enemies. But you only get like 20 seconds. And here's the other thing. When the game starts, you only get three minutes to accomplish the objective. So you don't have much time. So I really, really like it. And if you're the defender, like you can board up windows. You can board up uh, doorways. They've even got these giant things. They're called reinforcements where it looks like a garage door. And you put it up on a wall, so then they can't just shoot through the wall. They actually have to use a breach charge to take the wall down. So do the attackers start outside the house? They start outside the house. Oh, okay. Or whatever so the building is. Right, so you're breaking into the building. You're breaking into gotcha. the building. Now, and you've got multiple ways to do that. I mean, you can go through the front door. You can, Well, let's use the house map just because it will be easier talking about a house. Exactly. Um, you can breach through the ceiling, like on the roof of the house. You can go through a skylight. You can go through the garage door. You can go through the front door. You can even repel up the building and go in like one of the windows on the first or second story. So you have lots of ways to attack it and breach it. That's why when you were like, look, 10 maps, that doesn't sound like a lot. There's a lot of tactics involved in this. I'm glad there's only 10 maps because if there was more than that, it would be too much to like memorize because you have to memorize these maps because you need to know where every little room is because the bomb, the, the defending team gets to pick where the bomb is. So as a team, you vote. And there's like five different places just in the house that you can do it. Now, some of the maps are bigger, like the uh, embassy. I think there's eight different places you can put the bomb. Oh, wow. So it's, it's you know, it changes every time. So I actually like that there's, you know, not like 30 maps. Because if there were 30 maps, you could never memorize them all. Well, where's more of my questions? There's people online, and I've, I, I read a lot of message boards. There's a lot of people online that say this game can be broken easily because uh, of the destructible environments. Imagine if you memorize a map so well, like you could shoot through floors, and right. you're able to predict movements and just shoot through floors and th shoot through windows and just destroy. So people c would never be able to complete their campaign because you know the the map so well that you can just, just shoot through a window, shoot through the doors, shoot the no. ceilings, and just cut cut corners. No, because that's the problem. Like I said, the reinforcements. Like you can reinforce a skylight. So like. They can't shoot through it if you reinforce it. Or but it's all about speed and timing. Like you're not always going to be able to hit that in time. No, no, no. Yeah, because you get it in your pre-planning phase. You get oh, okay. a, you get thirty seconds when the game starts to put up all your reinforcements, gotcha, and the attackers gotcha. can't touch you for those thirty seconds. Oh, now okay. they're driving their little drones around trying to find you and see where you're putting your shit, but they can't shoot at you. So you've got a solid thirty seconds. And trust me, in thirty seconds you can get a lot done. So I don't I don't buy any of this that it's game breaking you being able to shoot through the walls. I actually really like it because it makes it realistic. Well, the reason I'm bringing that up too is because like Call of Duty, how many maps does Call of Duty have typically? Twelve to fifteen? Yeah, I don't even think that many. I think they only get like when you get the base game. I think you get like ten. Okay. I don't think you get fifteen. So, and usually of those ten, there's about five that people really gravitate to. Oh yeah. And usually it's the one that has something janky in it. Like, oh, there's a couple really good sniping spots. Or, oh, there's like one choke point that everybody's got to go to. Like, there's usually a reason people gravitate to it. Like, I've got this one kill zone I really like in that map. Does that make sense? And yeah. that's the reason why they gravitate to it. Um, 
But the level balance, in my opinion, on Rainbow Six uh, Siege was the best I've ever seen. Like, I really liked it. Like, I don't... I never felt like when I got in a level, like, I was screwed from the jump. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I never jumped in and was like, oh, crap, we're, we're just up the creek. I never felt that way. Did you, did you have a preference, like, what you preferred, being attacker or a defender? I liked being a defender just because it was easy, cause, in my opinion. Because, basically, you would, you know, put the reinforcements up, kind of hide where you needed to, and then you were good to go. The only thing that sucked about that is... The riot shields are ridiculously overpowered. Like, I could shoot you shotgun blast all day to a riot shield. It wasn't doing nothing. So, basically, you would have to have somebody be bait and get them to follow them and then shoot them in the back or shoot them from the side because taking one head on, you couldn't do. Now, I will say this. They only gave us, like, a handful of operatives. There's going to be more in the full game. So, I've got to think that there's going to be an operative when they release the full game that's going to be like a counter measure. You know what I mean? Like somebody who can counter the the, the riot shield because there's got to be. Because right now it's literally – it's a two-man job to take down somebody with a riot shield unless you just get really lucky and hit them with a grenade or they walk by some C4 and you blow it up. Like regular just – you know, firearm combat ain't happening. Now, did you get kicked out? Like, you didn't get to play continuously? Like, you got to one map, and then you got no, kicked out? No, because I, w I would get in a match, and we'd go good, and then we'd try to get in another match. And then sometimes we might get that second match off, and we'd sure. be all right. Because basically what it was is you, you were getting to three points. And you could get a point on if you killed everybody in the map, or if you disarmed the bomb. And those were basically your two options. So, if you, you know... Attacked, disarmed the bomb, defended, killed everybody else, then attacked again and defended the bomb, or not defended the bomb, but took the bomb out and you got your three points, you won. And then they called it a flawless victory. And you got, okay. like, this big points bonus for just busting it out. And, you know, so sometimes you didn't have to finish the whole game. And then we went to the next one and we'd do all right. But, I don't know, there was a couple times in there it was really janky. And sometimes, like, I'd be in the middle of the second round, getting ready for round three, and they'd boot you. And it was like, I'm in the middle of a game. Like, oh, we're about to win, and you just booted me. So. How many maps were available again? I would say four. There was one that was like the training grounds, which was like a big building that they used to train with like a firing range. There was an embassy, and then there was a house. And those are the three that I'm remembering off the top of my head. And I think those might have been the only three maps available. Interesting. Yeah. So my question to you is, where do you think – the Rainbow Six Siege game fits in with the Battlefield and Call of Duty games? Well, I think it fits in a different category because Call of Duty is all the way to the left. It's like the Dude Bro Gamers. It's like the Halos. It's like the Twitch game. You know what I mean? Like the like Twitchy, you got to be super quick. and you know, Sure, Twitch-based, yeah. Twitch-based. This is more a thinking man shooter because you really got to think and be tactical. Battlefield's somewhere in the middle. Because you've got to be tactical, but there's a lot of parts in Battlefield where if you're just twitchy enough, you'll be fine. Also, with Battlefield, you've got the rub of the vehicles. Like, if I get in a tank, I don't have to be the greatest thing ever. If I can find you and shoot you with a tank, you're going to die. So, I like this because, like I said, it's more of a thinking man shooter. And the other good thing, too, is it seemed like to me, and I could be completely wrong, the gamers that I played with, especially ones that had mics, were older. They were all, like, probably 30s, 40s, 
And these were people that were all fans of the original Rainbow Sixes. Like, knock on wood, I think I only ran into one or two little kids. When you play Call of Duty, it's all little kids. So that part I liked. Do you think with the inception of uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is coming out in 2016 as well, do you feel like we're going to get inundated with a bunch of Tom Clancy games? Well, see, you've got that, and then you've also got The Division, which is coming out that Tom Clancy is doing. I hope so. I miss the Tom Clancy games. I love the Tom Clancy games. I would love to see a resurgence of Tom Clancy games. So, trust me, that ain't going to hurt my feelings none if we get a resurgence of Tom Clancy games. I just hope they do them well because the problem is back when me and you were in high school and even college, the Tom Clancy name meant something. Mm -hmm. Like you knew him from movies like uh, Patriot Games and you knew him from the books. The actual Rainbow Six were originally books. Right. Um, So you knew for the story. You knew for the story. Yeah. When you were getting a Rainbow Six game, you knew you were going to go in for the story. Story. And it would be a good story. Exactly. But with this and especially with the fact that it is – just multiplayer there is no single player that scared me a little bit i do have my own personal theory on what's going on with the deal and that is remember they were going to do uh rainbow six patriots correct and it it got canceled and it got canceled and it was like all over the place all over the place and canceled i think this might be the multiplayer from that and they might have been like look got you the story isn't working out or the single player isn't working out but this multiplayer is pretty good. We spent a lot of time and money on it. Why don't we release that as a game by itself? Well, I think that's if you juxtapose that to Ghost Recon Wildlands, Ghost Recon Wildlands is actually going to be an open world game for the first time for the franchise. It's going to be like a Grand Theft Auto, right? It's the first time they've ever done that in that franchise, an open world game. So I think that's that actually. I'm not going to lie, that's actually intrigued me a little bit. It intrigues me a lot because yeah. I like how it's like you can kind of go for whatever bounty or whatever you want, like, and you don't have to take the game in order. They said like literally, you can go after whichever guy you want in whatever order you want, and I think that that really adds a whole new layer to it. And of course. Just a little technical jargon here. Um, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege is running on the Anvil game engine 2.0. Which is amazing. It's a great engine. Um, and for those at home, that I, I actually read three computer languages. Uh, not well, but I'm do. Re- i pretty familiar, versed with them. And the Anvil game engine is actually mainly encoded in C++, but Ubisoft's also uh, trying to do the inception of C Sharp, uh, which gives you, you know, extra visuals, enhancements, and whatnot like that. So I kind of like to see that they're kind of trying to improve that same engine because they haven't. it hasn't always nailed it. They haven't always nailed that engine, um, but especially with uh, the uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. So I know Syndicate's coming out and Siege and Wildlands and For Honor is another game coming out that will be incorporating the uh, Anvil Next 2.0 game engine. So for those who kind of like the the technical stuff there. I, I'm pretty impressed with what I've seen so far. Uh, I haven't actually got to play the game, but what I'm seeing looks really nice. Yeah, and that was the thing. Like, the game, beautiful. Like, the graphics are good. I love how everything works. Yeah, it, so I am, I'm happy with it in, in that aspect, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I know Battlefield goes, oh, we've got the Frostbite engine. We've got this destructible engine. I think this might be better than Frostbite. Because, oh. like, when you shot stuff, it reacted, and it reacted quick. So, it, because sometimes when you're playing Battlefield, yes, it'll blow up. Yes, chunks will come off, but it seems very, if you hit this part, this part comes off. Like, it, this seemed more like. Random? 
not even just random. Like, it reacted like something real would. Like, if I really shot that wall, there would be a hole in it, and I can see through it because it's drywall. Yeah. But, you know, if I hit something metal, it would ding, but it's not, you know? Like, yeah. it just seemed probably the most realistic I've seen in a game. Yeah. So, of course, uh, the game Rainbow Six Siege comes out on December 1st, 2015 for, obviously, computer, PlayStation 4, Xbox One. Yep, it's yep. going to be on current-gen consoles. Sorry, last-gen console owners, that yeah. it's not going to be on that system. It's just too much. The Anvil 2.0 engine is not going to run no. on the uh, last-gen consoles. So I'll be definitely playing some more of it. Definitely looking forward to it. And Deuce, that was our talk for the beta for Rainbow Six Siege. The next segment, we're going to take a small break. Our next segment is going to be live. We'll be, li- we'll be our live from Sci-Fi. It'll be live. Uh, Star Wars on the Lawn with Sci-Fi Bartow, Sean Sardinsky. We'll have, some, we'll have the amazing people from Mako Photo Lab there. Yep. It's going to be very exciting. So stay tuned. And as always, remember to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny, Johnny and Deuce sent you. Lakeland Zombie Fest presents Noche de los Muertos. It's going to be live at the Sun and Fun on October 16th starting at 6 p.m. with a ticket price being $20, but that also includes your admission the next day to Lakeland Zombie Fest. There's going to be live music, special celebrity guests, costume contests, and food and drink specials by Budweiser. And of course, your boys from the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce will be there. So don't forget to come out and see us at Lakeland Zombie Fest presents Noche de los Muertos. Internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course, I got my main man, Deuce. What is going on, man? Hey, man. Of course, this is the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. And Deuce, where are we today? We are live in downtown Bartow, getting ready for the movie on the lawn, Empire Strikes Back. I know you guys have been seeing us promote it. Yep. I hope you guys are out here to see us, but we actually have two special guests with us tonight. We've got Amy and Brian from Mako Photo Labs. You guys go ahead and introduce yourself to the folks at home. Hi, I'm Amy. How's it going? I'm Brian. And I wanted to ask you guys, because you went to Halloween Horror Nights, what was your thoughts? Oh, it was amazing. We went last Friday and Saturday. Um, wow. It was just phenomenal. They've changed a lot of stuff. Um, the, the scare zones were really interactive a wow. lot more than I think last year. Mm-hmm. Um, our favorite thing was the Jack Show. The Jack Show, definitely it the Jack Show. Phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It, it had pyrotechnics and like bloody gore and and just, just really good um special effects like yeah. uh, for a stage show it was amazing uh the knife throwing was was yep. the best no i hadn't been to halloween horror nights in a hot minute so they have stage shows at halloween horror nights as well this is kind of a new thing um, oh, okay. they normally have the bill and ted show yeah which the is bill and ted. Right, right, right. i know about that yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that this and rocky horror which yeah. is usually Unfortunately, this year they don't have they don't Rocky have Horror. That. I was really, really disappointed. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's strange. Yeah, this is the 40th anniversary. So. Uh, How many houses um, do they have? They have nine this year. Wow. Is that nine. the most they've ever had? That's the most they've ever had. It's way more than Hollywood. Um, and it's it's a really good variety of them. 
Um, but the Jack stage show, I don't think they've done a stage show like that before. It's really like a theatrical thing. It's right. probably 15, 20 minutes long. The best thing about it, though, is it. It, there, there's no standing in line. There's no waiting. It's it's literally just a show right in front of the water. Right. Yeah. So if you happen to be walking through, you can watch it and slow walk past it. Yeah. Yeah, we watched it from the back, and then we watched it from one side, and now I think we're gonna do it again from the center. And I'm, yeah, b- I'm gonna bring my good camera because it, it's good it's enough that you really can see it a couple times. Yeah, because things. you actually miss things uh, yeah. each time. Every time I saw it, there's something new. How long were the waits uh, to wait into the house? Um, the first night it was probably like 90 minutes, an oh, average. Okay. Yeah, so it wasn't too bad. There wasn't anything that was really crazy. Um, I had a friend who went, and it was a 90-minute wait, and she only waited 15 minutes. Wow. So gotcha, gotcha. I think, it, you know, they were kind of getting the kinks out. Yeah. Sure. Um, but all the houses that we went through, we went through pretty fast. Um, yep. Saturday, we went to the – we were pass holders, too. So we went oh, to the okay. early preview. Yeah. And that was the longest wait. Really? Yeah. yeah. Actually, wow. that's, that's um, true. That's they let us check in at 4, yeah. and then it took – they wo- they didn't actually open the houses till 5.30. Right. So we all stood there. But that's that's kind of misleading. there were no beer tents open. Because <laughs> at 5.30, while they opened the house, they still had the express pass that went past us, yeah. and it took us 30 minutes to get through the line. Yeah, that's kind of, that was our, our qualm with, with that you know, last weekend. With that being a complaint, there, there's really, yeah, there's it's really still an amazing thing. It's an amazing night. We had a great time. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you guys about the houses, because we talked earlier in the pre-show. You said you went to three houses. You went to yes. The Walking Dead. What were the other two? Uh, American Werewolf in London. And the 25-year, uh, the, the basically the, which was the best of. Amazing. Yeah. Nice. Which let's let's go through each house individually, and we'll start with the last one you just said, the 25-year the anniversary house. Tell me about that. What was your experience? What did they have on the inside? That one was really awesome for people that um, have gone year after year. Yeah. Because it was like... It was like a blast from the past. Yeah, you're walking yeah. through it. A, yeah. a lot of recognizable images. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. we've gone every year for probably 15, 15 17 years. Yeah. Um, so walking through, you know, each room was something different. It is yeah. the longest house. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it deserves it. It, it absolutely it, it, does. It holds up. And, and the funny thing is there's actually, if you're paying attention, there's a throwback to Doctor Who. There's actually a weeping angel yes. in it. Is it really? Yeah. That's really cool. Yep. Which, it, they've never had anything like that, like weeping angels or um, anything. Was it just something like an Easter egg just to throw up yeah, for fans? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, basically. They had a weeping angel like two, three years ago. But it was it was only one and it was hidden. And yeah. it was really, you was had it to like look for it. Was it like in a scare zone or was it in a house? It was in a house. It, it was, was in a house. in um, winter. And I don't remember the actual name of it, but it, it was in in one of them. Okay. Um, cool. And they throw that in there. And actually, the TARDIS was in one of them last year. Was it really? Oh. But yes, it, it is a. I don't want to give too much away, but yeah. it's featured yeah. somewhere else very prominently. Wow. Yes. So you can find so. it in another house, or is it outside? Um, can you at least give us that hint? Do you it's not? in a show. It's, it's in a show. Oh. Yes. Uh, okay. My money's going to go on Bill and Ted, most probably. It is a time travel well, show. Yeah, so. yeah. True, so. true, true. Well, what did you guys think about the American Werewolf in Paris? Because that one, you know. It was American Werewolf in London. Oh, London. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, sorry. it's okay. Um, it was the same as it was two years ago. Yeah, really, it, they didn't do I anything new with it. I think they only added. It's still fun, but yeah. Uh, yeah. to be honest with you, I... I've been through that house yeah. before, and for people who've been through it, it's going to be the same thing. Yeah, I read that they only added one wolf to it. Yeah, the, the you know, extra. Te- technically, that's what all they did. Do me a favor, if you can, speak a little bit louder now okay. that we're going to have to start competing with that. So, 
you're saying pretty much it was a repeat. Like, it almost was the yes. same house except for the one extra added wood. Yes. Right. All right. Now, what about the Walking Dead house? Because that's the one I would want to see. That and Jason versus Freddy are the two houses that would you be You know, everything see. that I've heard about the complaints from the uh, Walking Dead house yeah. was people are just kind of tired of the Walking Dead. Uh, and but I'm, I'm not. Be honest, yeah. I'm not. I'm and, not. Uh, walking so into that house, not to give it anything away. It had really yeah. significant it, it, scenes. It's right up front. The very first room when you walk in, right. you're, you're thrown into one of the latest seasons of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Right into the scene. Yeah, That's and awesome. there's there's quite a few like scenes. Like straight from the TV show. Oh, like straight from the straight TV from show, yeah. So, so my, my, my question is, if you've not really watched a lot of Walking Dead, do you think there's something in there for people that had not seen it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's still there's still still Even if you haven't watched it. it you, I mean, there's still scary and, zombies. Yeah, sure, you know, there's yeah. there's some there's some really cool moments in it. Yeah. Um, even if you don't know what you're walking into, you've never seen The Walking Dead, you, you, zombies are instantly recognizable. Sure. Yeah. You, you know what's going on. Yeah. And even though the first room is a direct scene from the show, right. It's still a good scare. And it's super yeah. scary. Yeah. It's super, like, it hits you in the gut. It's like, holy crap, that's yeah. that's happening right there. It's one yeah. of those things. Well, I went the first year they had Walking Dead, and I really enjoyed that house that year. And it was. It was, like, scene for scene because that's the one where they had Herschel's farm. Like, when you ended it, you yeah. ended up at Herschel's farm. Yeah. And I was like, wow, like, this is, A, they put a lot of production value and a lot of time and money into it. But it was like scene for scene, the show. Now, was that the year that it was like the theme of the whole thing, where it was like walkthrough? It was the first one where it was like the first time they had Walking Dead, and that was yes. like nuts. Yeah, yeah. that, that was really you, good. That was one of my favorite ones. That year, when you first walked into yeah. Halloween Horror Nights, they not, you know, the scare zones are set up. Yeah. But when you first walked in, they they had uh, actors there. And the, the thing that I remember most is when you first walk in to the left, there was a guy who was dressed kind of like a tourist. He had like the, the cameraman vest on and he's laying down and he's holding his leg and there's just blood all around him and he's screaming, help me, help me. And I, I'll be honest. I was 50-50. Is he really hurt or is he a uh, street In guy? the other sure. scare zones, they actually had people like that this year. Oh, really? Yeah, where they were, they looked like they were just touristy, but they had rips in their clothes. Yeah. Like, I need I need your help. Please, somebody oh, help me. Like That's cool. Super I like that. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's funny. Um, this, this year, uh, over by the Terminator, they have... Uh, some of the greatest hits. They have the caretaker. Oh, yeah. They have the director, and they do little shows up there themselves. Yes. So cool. if you go, make sure that you stand there and watch for the shows because they're really, really neat. They they also bring up somebody who looks like they're out of the crowd to do the show yeah. with, and you start picking out the guy. If you see him, you're like, yeah. oh wait, I recognize that shirt, yeah. and yeah. he just he's walking up and down, and then they call him out of the crowd. Yeah. So it's, it's just really it's it's nice touches like that that make it amazing. Have you heard anything about the Freddy versus Jason house yet? I've heard that it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I've I heard actually. That was the, the house of the And show. that is yeah, that the is the one house. that I want to go to that's, first. That, that's we're going we're back tomorrow night. That's the so. one I want to go to because, yeah. like, I I'm a big fan of both of the yes. lores and. I actually really like the movie because I, did I think too. people, the movie was meant to be kind of like over the top. It wasn't meant to yeah. be taken seriously. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think if you went into the movie thing, all right, well, that's, that's, this is just cheesy and it's not scary. I'm like, well, it's meant to 
appease the fans that love both. You know, exactly. it, was, it was it was a big, actually, a big deal for when the theaters when it was out. Oh, like, I remember going, and my friend was a Freddie fan, and I'm a huge Jason fan, like yeah. huge Jason fan. Yeah. And we were like the whole time we were like, oh, see, my guy's winning. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you were rooting for somebody. It's, 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 it absolutely it was went back and forth like that the whole yeah. time. It was. All, I'm, a, I'm a Freddie fan, by the way. The way they ended it. Exactly. It's almost like when you have like. Superman versus like some sort of Marvel hero like yeah. Captain America like yeah. they're gonna make it a draw they can't so, yeah. win nobody yeah. can Nobody's actually gonna win, win but they yeah. always set it up for a next one yeah. and I, yeah. you know I'm still holding my breath for the next one yeah yeah. yeah well so. I think that that's the other thing too because we we had that new Nightmare on Elm Street that came out what was that four or five years ago yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah and I always was waiting for a sequel to that but I think word in the rumor mill is that they're just gonna reboot it again. I think that's what just I heard like, yeah do the whole thing again which you know what? I'm okay with that. If it I'm yeah, like you know what? More Freddy Krueger, I'm down. I, I, I can't say that I'm against reboots because yeah. it, it gives new life to the series. That's the thing. Exactly. You know? it, it keeps new fans. You know, it keeps the old fans coming back and uh, just makes a whole the new group. Yeah. Well, I think one of the main things, reason why uh, Freddy is so relevant even today, is that we all dream. We all have nightmares. Exactly. Oh, so, yeah. like, that's what always we all relate me. to it. And yeah, rest in peace, Wes Craven. He he always told the story about how he created the uh, Freddy character, and it was when he was a young boy, and he walked. He heard a knocking when he was sleeping. He woke up and he was in a two-story building, and he went and he looked down the window, and he saw this creepy man with his hat on, and he just looked up at him, and he goes, "You ever had that point where you're so scared the hair is standing up on?" And you just like froze, and he froze, and like it stuck with him for so many years, and that's kind of like the inspiration for who he is, you know, for his character, and yep. and then the fact that you know he heard stories in Japan where these kids were uh, having heart attacks, like real life, like real, they would they'd be waking up screaming, like they were having nightmares, and they and they end up having heart attacks, and like that story plus the Freddy stuff, like it just kind of like melded, and he he had this awesome idea, and I think, and obviously I think Freddy is a character too that's kind of evolved over the years, you know, like. He has catchphrases and stuff. Like, he kind of got really over the top towards the end of his career, you know. But I think what I loved the most was the new Nightmare, where it was, like, meta, like, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Like, the actual characters, like Heather Langenkamp, actually, like, the actress, like, she was getting haunted by a real, like, it was, I don't know, it was really clever. But Jason's really cool, too, because of the, you know, like, there's different types of uh, genres you go out there and watch. You know, you have the slasher films, and you have the horror films and all that. But, like, you always want to go in and see the kills, you know, Jason. Like, that's what you look for. And, and I have a thing for Jason. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that's true because Halloween Horror Nights two years ago, I actually won her a little stuffed Jason. Oh, I, have, I, I do. Really? That's, that's awesome. awesome. He's awesome. Well, yeah. And I can't remember because this is a throwback because I know you guys go like every year. Yeah. There was one year where it was a Freddy house, a Jason house, and I want to say a child's playhouse. Yes. Wasn't that it? Um, that was, like, was probably, that was, it might have been seven or eight years ago. Yeah. I think there was yeah. a Michael Myers house that year too. Yeah. It was like all the yeah. icons of horror. Well, because yeah. there was like a, t- a 20th anniversary of the movie, I guess. Yeah. That same year, yeah. so yeah. that was last year, I think, when they had the Michael Myers house last year. Yeah. Whenever the Blu-ray was yeah. released for the 20th anniversary, I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, but I do remember they had a house. Have you guys ever been to Hollow Scream? No, uh, actually, I have not. But uh, I was just talking to somebody the other day who uh, also goes to Halloween Horror Nights, and they said that last year's Hollow Scream was really good. Yeah, uh, he's going back again this year, and it, it kind of got me into it because. This year's supposed to be, um, it, it's related to the Blair Witch Project. I don't know if you've oh, got yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, really? This yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw it at Taco Bell today. Like, I was like, oh, that looks interesting. But, yeah. I mean, and I think it's a problem. It's so close to us 
but I never even think twice about going. It's like, yeah. if I'm going to go to one, I'm going to Halloween Horror Nights. Well, yeah, that's, that's kind it. of the quintessential, yeah. like, horror yeah. thing around here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, people Universal travel from all over the, the country the original to monsters, to be yeah. honest with yeah. you. Sure. And actually, speaking of that, there's a whole scare zone at the back. It's a drive-in scare zone where nice. they do shifts. Yeah. One shift is a black and white Universal monsters. The yeah. next shift are color monsters. Nice. Um, I, unfortunately, every time we walked through, we it was the always color, the classic monsters. Yeah. I mean, not. But the Invisible Man was there, and it was amazing. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we happened to hit the end of the color one, and Chucky and Bride of Chucky were walking. Oh, oh nice! Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Now, were they like appropriate size, or were they like? Big yeah, size? They were. they're about they're about four and a half feet tall. I mean, oh, but, yeah. but I mean, it's good enough. Yeah. Sure. Because yeah. yeah. a, a two foot tall person is weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Well, Although there was yeah. a scare zone where there were like. Like really little girls, like really short, like four like, under four foot tall. Or do you think they were I, little people? I think, I think they were that they were just, really just like petite. short ladies. Let me just say petite. Okay. And it, it yeah. was really creepy. They had like creepy doll masks on, oh, and it was. Oh, that, weird. I was that's, like, no, no. Yeah, that's pretty good, but yeah. that's not the the creepiest one. The creepiest one, to be honest with you. Yeah. We were walking by, uh, if anybody's gone to Universal lately, you know they have the Simpsons land. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that scare zone is full of clowns. Oh, But there is oh, no. one clown there, and he's he's been a scare actor for years. We've seen him a yeah. couple years now. And they all have the chainsaws that they strike up. Yeah. But this scare actor has no legs, and he's in a wheelchair. Oh, wow. And he'll honk his little honka honka at you yeah. and fire his chainsaw and then start yelling, I want your legs. Give me oh, your legs. That's awesome. Oh, wow. amazing. That's great. Yeah. That's the fact that he can play on that is just yeah. it's awesome. I've actually been surprised that they haven't had more people like that, people that have, are, are missing limbs, to actually do stuff like that. Because I would think that would be easier as a makeup person. Like, oh, he's already missing his arms. Yeah. So it'll be well, let's play on that. There yeah. were a couple exactly. last year in the voodoo area yeah. that did. They were missing limbs. Yeah. And that the, they were just, the they played it so perfect. last year was a little yeah. let down because they actually stopped the stage show. They, they were going to have a stage yeah. show there last year. Oh, okay. I don't remember why they canceled it. There was something that happened that was kind of related to Yeah, one it. of the girls that worked there said something had happened that they yeah. had to... Now, maybe they picked it up again after we... Well, we went on. like four times, so who knows. So uh, my question to you is, are you guys ever going to go in a year where you go to both at the same time? Because I know you guys are, have not gone to the Hallow Screen before. Like, Are you going to ever go like, all right, we're going to test both out? One year, I, I would love to. Yeah. Um, do you guys live? Where do you guys live? Well, we here, live here in Bartow. Bartow. Oh, in Bartow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, but so we're in you're, you're pretty close. Way. You're kind of between both yeah. uh, Tampa yeah. and that's Orlando. A, that's the best thing that's about the Bartow. Nice thing. Yeah, you're we are annual both. pass holders to Universal, oh, okay. so we that get a sense. discount on everything. Sure. So yeah. it, it's it's really a big benefit to go in there. You know, free parking with our pass, and so stuff like that just kind of draws us back to Universal. Right. I mean. I've never we, been to Bush Gardens, so I don't know. That's why I was asking. And I, I really think they're trying to up the ante. Like, you know, they know that they have to compete. they got to compete because yeah. they're yeah. the underdogs. Yeah, so, exactly. like, people are going to go to Halloween Horror Nights regardless. Yeah. So right. To get them to spend the money to go out a second time all the way out to Tampa, that's a big, big deal. Yeah. So you really got to, you know, push it. So Exactly. People like uh, like us that live halfway, we're, we're their real market. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, because we can do both, and they can yeah. steal us from sure. Universal. Uh, but, it, you know, people that live on the other side of Orlando probably aren't going to head to Tampa. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, real quick, because we're hearing Star Wars music. You guys are both wearing your Star Wars T-shirts because yeah. this is Star Wars on the lawn. Yep. And uh, happy hour, Johnny Deuce. We're here, and uh, we're having a good time, and uh, I'm excited. Are you guys 
what's your thoughts on uh, what you've seen so far for The Force Awakens? Uh, I'm sorry. Couldn't the you. Force Awakens. Oh, the new oh, movie, J.J. Uh, Abrams. I'm so okay. there. Every time, night. every time I see the trailer, I get goosebumps, and I won't lie. There's a few tears that come oh, to my dude, eyes. Oh, dude, every time I, I watch the behind-the-scenes trailer that came out, I was in tears every time I watch it. I got tears. I'm so excited. But I feel like J.J. Abrams is, is hitting that fan base that didn't care for the prequels. It's like the people that grew up watching the films. He's using organic sets. He's using real-world exactly. props, real-world locations. Exactly. Like, in, in that Comic-Con uh, panel that he was there, and he was like, hey, only like 15% of the film is CG. I'm like, my head exploded. I go, you serious? He goes, yeah. Like, it's insane. They pull out the BB-8 droid, and I think it's just taken over yep. the America, right? Every, you oh, can't find everywhere. it. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. And, like, the fact that that's a real organic prop, and just it blew everyone's minds when they saw it roll on stage. And, like, it's I'm excited. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm very excited. And, you know, not to, to get on to the Star Wars or Star Trek fans out there, because I'm a Wars guy, obviously. Uh, but the new life in the series is what I'm excited about. I'm excited about what Disney's going to do. You know, if they can do a Marvel thing with it, uh, I'm super excited. Spinoffs and other movies and a Boba Fett, a Han, a backstory of everything, you know? Sure. Now, um, Johnny's my go-to Star Wars guy, but if I remember correctly, they're doing, like, episode the 7 of our... The Force Awakens. That right? Yeah, Force Awakens. And then they're going to do Rogue, Rogue One, Rogue and they're going to drop a movie, like, every single yep. year. Exactly. Yeah. Star exactly. Wars. Yeah. They're kind of they're kind of doing that Marvel template with it, yeah. which, let me tell you, Marvel's been super successful. Oh, yeah. So why not it. follow that? Well, Disney has always had great fan service. They've always done well with their fans. So yeah. the fact that they own both properties... And they've done. A, they've been killing it when it comes to Marvel. Yeah. Like they have the whole Disneyland. They're gonna be opening up and yeah, all that. Like, so uh, excited! I'm, I'm yeah. stoked for oh, Disneyland. Man. It's gonna yeah, be. Yeah, that, gonna that be one's amazing. really good. And you by know, the way, there is a reference to that in the Bill and Ted show. Yes. Oh, is, oh, there, is there Star Wars yes. Land? I knew yes. there would be because I think it was last year, or the year before, where they had a bunch of. Uh, References to that new Pandora, the Avatar <laughs> Land. Avatar yeah. Land. There's a reference to that too. Did you see the pictures that uh, showed up today online? No, they I didn't. They got pictures of them like building it. Wow. That thing is big as hell. Because yeah. like the guy oh, wow. got a helicopter up there, was taking pictures, and they got online. It is huge. <laughs> so, I mean, they're putting a lot, a lot of money yeah. into it. Nice. You know, we've been watching. I know, oh, I, know. I have. I'm I 34 years old. Oh, my goodness. Uh, we've been watching it since we were kids. <laughs> I keep hearing the trivia and in the background. Yeah. I'm like, you mean? I've, I, you know, I grew up with Star Wars. It was yeah. hard to find merchandise for it. Oh, yeah. no Like, joke. crazy hard. I yeah. remember my favorite T-shirt when I was, like, in my early teens was a Darth Vader T-shirt that I yeah. found. It was blue ringer shirt, and I was loved it. But it's an now, 80s shirt, so it's like, you know, the ones that are just, like, stuck on. Yeah, oh, yeah. so it, like, wore I off immediately. I bought one of those when I went to Target. They've got, like, the decal, and it's, like, the Millennium Falcon coming through, and you see yep. TIE fighters behind them. They're going yep. through the yep. asteroid belt. We walked into like, Target, wow. and I was just like, oh. Like everything, yep. like everything oh, you could think of. They had the Chewbacca that yells at you when you first walk yep. in over yeah. there. Yeah, it, it's nuts. That's what I love about it. It's like when Disney takes over a property, like there's a lot more accessibility. You're gonna have stuff for kids. You're gonna have stuff for the adults. You're gonna have merchandise. The amount of merchandise that's there, all the stores love Disney. They're not yep. gonna say no to Disney. So, and of course, having one thing I loved is I went to Epcot and I'm like, I went to the shops and there's Star Wars stuff everywhere. Which yeah. like two years ago you didn't see anything like that. It was only nope. at the Hollywood Studios and the Tatooine Traders. Yeah. And you go in and you're like, there's Star Wars stuff everywhere. And I'm like, duh, Disney, own, Disney, own, uh, you know, Disney owns Star Wars now. It's like, it's awesome. So the 
this this what people are learning. Like my son's five, and I showed him Star Wars for the first time. Good the original, father. of course. Uh, and you know he's watched uh, a, a New Hope, and he's watched uh, Empire Strikes Back. He hasn't watched Return of the Jedi yet. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's okay. I'm holding out though, because I like because he's so young. I want him to rewatch the films over yeah. and over, like I did. I. I had a VHS tape back in when USA would marathon the the originals, and Billy D. Williams, and Billy D. Williams would uh, uh, narrate it. Narrate it. Yeah. And so like yeah. I'd be sitting here and he'd be like, "I'm Billy D. Williams." You know, uh, you may know as me. It's, uh, Drink Cold Forty Five. Yeah. Pull out my Cold yeah. Forty Five. Yeah, yeah. And it, so like I would just sit there and tape, and then that tape, I, w- I was watching it so many times that it wouldn't work. The tape actually would come out of the VHS tape, you know, kind of like how the cassette tapes would. And I just, I, I was so sad. And then my mom's like, "All right, well." There, here's a, re- a release you can get because uh, they were really expensive back in the day. If you guys remember, VHS tapes were like eighty, oh, ninety yeah. bucks, oh, yeah. Crazy super expensive. expensive. But that's why I love it about the special editions was the fact that they made Star Wars accessible again, like the merchandise and the yeah. VHS tapes were expensive, so people got to kind of see that again. And then of course DVDs and so on. But I'm stoked for life the in the genre. Part. That's what I'm talking about. New exactly. life. Yep. Uh, you know, talking about that, I actually went. There's only one Star Wars movie I've never seen. Originally in the theater, I did not see A New Hope in the theater, but every other one after that I did see. And I remember when uh, Empire was on, I think it was Showtime, yeah. because my mom would run out and be like, "Brian, it's on again," and yeah. I was like, "Oh, I got to go watch it." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what you guys think? Thoughts on? There's been rumors uh, that they're going to be releasing the theatrical cuts on Blu-ray. Do you guys? Uh, what's your thoughts on that? I actually I haven't heard those rumors, but. Um, to be honest with you, I'm all for it. No, do you think they should? I think they should at least touch it up a little bit. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously. Let's be honest. I I have a version of the original cut, you know, theatrical cut, and it looks like a VHS tape. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like it yeah. doesn't look very well, good. Well, you know, like when uh, when Luke's flying through and they use Vaseline to to under the speeder when he's oh, on yeah, yeah. Tatooine, just kind of blur out yeah. the wheels. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get I get some touch outs on. There's it, some but, nostalgia, you know, but from like the new like fan base that loves Star Wars. They're, they're growing up with the Clone Wars cartoons and the Rebels and all this great stuff. And I think if they go back and look at a wobbly, like, like wobbly VHS tape, I think it might actually hinder them, their experience. Yeah. So, like, having a nice experience, a nice visual experience yeah. for the theatrical cut, but you know. We're preaching to the choir here, obviously. We're, uh, you know, we're at <laughs> Star Wars on the lawn here. Yeah, so. definitely. So we apologize if this might not be one of our best sounding episodes. There's a little <laughs> bit of feedback. But hey, we got Star Wars music, music in the background. But we got Star it's Wars music, which is and awesome. No, is this the 2005 uh, DVD or is this the Blu-ray? I can't tell uh, from he's the. He's got it on DVD. This is the 2005 edition then. Okay. So, but yeah, so he's running on DVD tonight, as far Wait, as I know. Rock and roll. It's a, it was it's the best. It was up until the Blu-rays. It was the best way you could uh, watch yeah. the films. Yes. Any other house, even though we talked about Halloween Horror Nights, that like you're really wanting to see when you go back tomorrow? Um, Freddy vs. Jason. There is one, The Body Collectors. Yeah, that one looked cool. Okay, so my one of my favorite episodes of Buffy is Hush. Oh yeah. Of course. The gentleman. The gentleman, of course. Um, yeah. they yeah. are fashioned after the gentleman. They don't oh, wow. quite look like him, but they've got the grin, really nice. the gray, nice. and the gray. Yeah. So. I, I saw that a picture of them behind the scenes the other day, and I was like, yeah. "We have to go." Oh, wow. oh, yeah. I just watched Hush. I went home. It's last a phenomenal. Friday. It's an Emmy award-winning episode. It. It's awesome. Uh, on my lunch break, 
getting yeah. ready to go to Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, we we actually like we just uh, the episode prior yeah. we just talked about Hush. Yeah, we're going Buffy. through and we're like, like we did a whole Buffy uh, episode because you're starting your I love Buffy, Buffy rewatch. Soon, yeah, I'm my like eighth time rewatching the yeah. whole series. I'm again. watching the fourth season now. So yeah. it, wow, yeah. well that's the one you've seen the least of. It is but actually. It's actually wow. it's not the first kind of reference to Buffy that Halloween Horror Nights has had. Really, they had Hassel Van. Castle Vampire a couple of years ago, and they uh, all had the Buffy vampire, the Buffy vampire face. face. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. I love the distinct look that they had. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. And actually, if you can get through season four, you're golden because season four is. Oh, I've seen them all. Oh, you've seen them all already. <laughs> I've yeah. seen them all. Yeah, I personally <laughs> introduced me to them. Yeah, so like that was telling her was like, if you get past the first season, you should be pretty good because the, the first season, the very Deuce and I were talking about before was like. You have you literally one episode you have a, a vampire uh, a werewolf episode the next episode you have a teacher that's a praying mantis you're like all over the spectrum and yeah. weird and only 13 episodes once you get past the first season you're you're pretty golden four I think is kind of weak five is okay six is a masterpiece six is, yes that's, three and yeah. six are the masterpieces like those are the three seasons I, those are the two seasons I show people but yeah when uh, prior to well I used to record them on VHS Me too. Like yep. before See, I've got a whole box yep. I've yeah. got the first four seasons and the first two seasons of Angel on VHS tape yes. in a box at the house and I just won't get give it rid of it. I don't know no, why. No. why it's would not you? like you, you can't watch I it. I wouldn't. Netflix. I would I keep mean, it forever. I, yeah. I don't I don't have a VCR anymore. Yeah. But well, I've got I'm like sure three. One in I've a got two that are actually in somewhere. boxes just in case one goes down. I can pull it out the box, <laughs> yeah. take the shrink wrap off and I'm ready to go. Oh, I they're still wrapped. Well, yeah, because I went somewhere and they were yeah, liquidating them. They were like ten bucks a piece. I said, screw it, I'm buying two. And I just put them in the closet and they still got a shrink wrap in there. No, I remember waking up at like three in the morning because they had released, I think it was season three on DVD. And I was like, oh, I wow. have to go to Walmart right now. Like I woke up to go to Walmart at three in the morning. I hope so. I, I, could wa- I, and I had already watched all of them. I, I was really like, hope they it. get a, a Blu-ray ver- remaster of those because that's a show that really needs touched up. Absolutely. Like it, really is. It, it is. It, certain scenes are out of focus or blurry and you're just like, ooh, you know, they could really touch those up, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I got to be honest. Amy's favorite episode is the musical episode. Oh, yeah, once more with feeling. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's excellent. I had it's to buy her good. the soundtrack. He bought me the soundtrack. It's uh, it's excellent. It's yeah. very good. Well, and we're huge Joss Whedon fans. We had a Firefly themed wedding. So nice. True story. Yeah. Awesome. That's awesome. I walked. Uh, to get back to the Star Wars theme. I walked uh, like after we, after our uh, cere- our ceremony, and we go into the reception. We walked. My wife and I walked to the main Star Wars theme to the nice. you know to the dinner and all that. So that was a moment. As big as of a Star Wars. My son guy can hum this stuff, right? By the <laughs> way, he's five years old. He he can hum all the Star Wars like from the first movie at least. So. As big as a Star Wars guy as I am, we had a Firefly wedding. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think it's you know awesome. who wears who the pants. What did you guys dress as when you well, walked down the aisle? Or were you it in, was like, kind of like stuff? implied. Okay. Um, it was more like an Asian, uh, I don't want to okay. say country, but. Yeah. It was like, kind of like that Asian we had, well, western. We had a, we had a koi pond, an yeah. Asian koi pond. Koi we pond. Had the, my oh, wow. sister uh, hand painted the serenity symbols around yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but who did we dress as? Well, Amy had a maroon burgundy kind of dress, dress. Oh, wow. with Chuck Taylors, and yeah. I was basically <laughs> dressed like Alkaline Trio, oh, which is oh, my wow. favorite band. band references. If anybody knows yep, who they are, I know the band. Yeah. I had a black suit and a red tie on. Nice. Wow. I think I've seen pictures of you in that yeah. black suit, and the red tie yeah. for the <laughs> wedding. Uh, but that's awesome, man. And real, I think themed weddings are the way to real go. Real quick, now. how do people find you on the internet? Uh, well, you, you just go to uh, www.makeophotolab.com. Mako, uh, M-A-K-O. Very yeah. good, like very the good. Like shark? the shark? Yep. yep. 
And, uh, you know, or you can find us on Facebook. You can find Mako Photo Lab on Facebook. Or you can even look us up personally, Brian Little or Amy Little. Uh, you know, find us, like us. You know, we, we do weddings. We do engagements. We do just about everything, including custom I want to do booking. some nerdy engagement shoots because yeah. we're huge nerds. So oh, yeah. nice. I, I saw some really cool, like, Bioshock engagement. Nice. Or, no, it was, it was a wedding. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. You guys good? Oh. You are, man. Yeah, because it's going to start getting loud here in a second. Yeah, very loud. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm having a hard time focusing. Yeah, now. it's like hard. The movie <laughs> in the it's background. all good. Thank you, guys. Thank you so Thank much, Thank you. Really we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Where can they check out the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce on the social media machine? Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show at HH Podcast Show on Twitter. And uh, they can email us, Deuce. They can. You can hit us at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And don't forget to put in the subject line, we're doing our mailbag episode soon. Yeah. So make sure you put that in there. Or if you got some questions for Nerd Lila, put Nerd Lila at the top. So make sure and do that. And also, when you hit us up on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there's three different yep. hashtags you want to use. There's hashtag Happy, Happy Hour Podcast. podcast. Hashtag HH Podcast Show and hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later. Later.